Hey, what's going on? This is, uh, you know, I'm Andy Stuchel. This is Stoochcast episode 146. And with me today, very special guest, we have Johnny Trafficanti. Is that Pittsburgh and all? That's, yeah, that's good. <laughs> How you doing, folks? It's good to be here. Good to be heard. Yes. Uh, also, and his girlfriend Lemon is. Oh, oh yeah, my girlfriend Lemon is here. Just occupying space <laughs> next time. Out. Yeah, we're all wow. having a good time. Uh, she's she's nothing if not a good sport. She has to be. She's dating me. There you go. <laughs> it is a shame. Johnny brought Tito's you know, for everybody. Good, a little conversation. Yeah, that conversation booze. Yeah. It's called high function alcoholism. That's my specialty. Just keep <laughs> keep the hands from shaking. See, I have a tough time. You know, it's nice when it's got the high foot, but then I tend to get a little bit over the edge sometimes. <laughs> And that's when you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how I knew Lemon was a keeper whenever she pretty much carried me in the bed like Johnny Carson in the 70s and, and then didn't leave me the next day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, yeah, man, what's been, what's been up? It's nice to see stand-up and everything kind of come back. It's so weird being, you know, right where we are, I don't know if you can say, you know, in the Lawrenceville area, you know, where, where, where Hambones used to be, I'm sure everyone talks about that, because Hambones was the, the mecca Spot, for them. In Pittsburgh, for you, it even had the be- had the best sign ever. That's no one talks about that. The, the truest comedy sign in the world. Just, yeah, just half lit, <laughs> shitty, <laughs> red. That is a pretty convenient sign. Like the sign's just mocking itself. It, it's like ham, just like ham beat. You know, it couldn't just be ham or no. It's like ham. the bones fl- half flashing <laughs> out. R.I.P. That's oh well, yeah, no, it's a shame. I didn't. Uh, it's, but I I, I I I used to go there. You know, there'd be fifty comics. And right down the street, here's what I do. Right down the street, though, New Amsterdam Bar do karaoke. So I'd walk a block down, and I was, you know, about 50 pounds every I'd be hustling over there. <laughs> sit, do a little Tom Jones, a little Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Tom Jones, yeah. And I'd come on at, like, and do a set at one in the morning to a silent crowd. And was, <laughs> what I loved was I would, I'd, I'd, I'd be the king of the karaoke place. Okay. Oh, they, they, they'd love me. I'm like, oh, come on down. And, and I would just disappoint them consistently at fucking hand runs. They were, I did not have the skills or the, the, the ability to, to do comedy at, at that late an hour and maintain them. Yes. i never forget a guy literally said to me, he goes, well, he was hammered. He goes, wow, you were so much funnier when I met you. <laughs> wow. He goes, what happened up there? I'm like, trying to figure out. Right. That was like my first time when I did, did stand up there. And yeah, I went like second to last. And I went up and I said, I said something about like the penguin. I was like, the penguin. It was hockey season going on. I was like, you people only give a fuck because they're just, they always have a superstar. And they didn't. So, something along those lines. It was a horrible joke. And they're like, what? It wasn't barely a joke. And it was just uh, some guy in the audience just looked at me, some hipster looking dude just looked at me and just went, fuck you. So that's your first time doing it. And so I didn't do it for like six months after. I, uh, you remember your first time? Shit, yeah. Everybody Of course. I, I got yeah. there. You know, it's funny. This is going to be, I'll, I'll give you one of those. Awesome comedy. Yeah, the, the, the moment I actually was just looking back, September twenty eighth, twenty nineteen, something like that. Yeah, it was twenty nineteen. Uh, I had just spoken to my my dad's girlfriend, uh, and she was she told me that uh, uh, when it, you know I lived with just my dad for a while. You know, they, I, I'm the oldest of three siblings. But it was just me and my old man because we were always super close when my folks got divorced, and so we just you know it was like it was like living with Charlie Sheen. He was <laughs> he was the best. Like he he was so much fun, and he was uh, you know like he'd give you the shirt off his back. But he also at times was not equipped to just to raise a fucking fourteen year old by himself. But he did his best. <laughs> uh, in, in between occasional 
Mel Gibson like Lance. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Any anytime you've ever seen a, like a, a public figure make an apology, oh, he's yeah. done something like that and apologized just like that. Like I did not mean to call the cops sugar tits. <laughs> Please forget. I need this job. He's like you know, but that's one thing. No, he had his own business, so he did. That was never a thing. It was more just like I want to see the kids again. I, I I'm uh, sorry for showing up at three in the morning. <laughs> Oh, but but Valerie told me that uh, he I used to do tell like these jokes at like the talent show in the in, in the middle school when I was in eighth grade, and he and uh, apparently my dad really he never told me this to my face, but he really liked it. And he wanted he wanted me to keep doing. It. He was going to take me to like open mics and shit. But he also knew that I had like an Andrew Dice Clay level laziness. Like yeah. I like I I, I hey. had three, <laughs> not even not so much the style, but I had three jokes, and uh, and he's like he didn't he doesn't write his own material. He's lazy, and he, I don't want him. To, and I was, and I still, I still am. I fight that every day. But, it, but, he didn't want to just have me rest on my laurels and, and and do that. So he did. He was careful about how he encouraged. It. And then I started doing like theater and shit, moving away from that. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, she told me he was he was very bummed out because one the one night I was going to do my big eighth grade talent show, I got like really high beforehand and didn't. He found out I didn't write any jokes, and I kind of winged it. And he was like. I'm not gonna have him do that over and over again. <laughs> comedy thing. Yeah, that's just that's. But uh, I heard her. She, she told me that, and I was like, "Oh fuck it, I'm gonna write some shit down finally." And I remember I just wrote some of the worst, yeah. most rough, like oh, oh yeah, yeah, just just street jokes I could think of, and, and went down to Hambones an hour, you know, two hours early. Got too drunk to go on stage. Still went on stage. Just nerves, yeah. Oh yeah, but but oh, and, you yeah. know it was that Hambones was great because they can. There's 50 comics, and you can tell when someone's when someone's first time. Just from you, even if you've never been there before, you can tell like the first five from someone who's just doing it. And I think Derek Minto was like, "Yeah, it's your first time doing it." I'm like, "Yeah, wasn't that obvious?" Because no, 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 give him a big hand. And I don't even remember anything about it, but I just remember being like, "Oh, I remember the hang." That's what I remember. Hang it, yeah, just hanging it's just, the, the, just hanging out. Yeah. Nothing. That's why it's why everybody's got their swagger. That's why everyone <laughs> listens to comedy podcasts because because yeah. the, 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 any time comedians are together, and I think this is why Lemon's still dating me. It's just it's such an intoxicating <laughs> thing to be around. Of it's just some real assholes constantly fucking with each other. And the most and, and trying to do everything short of causing an outright fight. And I remember being like, I love this shit. Because I came from a theater fucking background. Yeah. And I hate actors for that reason. That's why I quit Point Park. Because, <laughs> because the, oh my God, actors are... Uh, I, and I have two gay brothers. And say, actors are faggots. I'm sorry, they are. They're there. <laughs> I'll go on the air and say it. I don't give a shit. I'll blow my career up before it even happens. No, actors are the most self-centered... And I, I don't mean the sexual way. I mean, they, they are the most unhelpful... Uh, piece of shit narcissist in the world who think that what they do impacts the world and it doesn't and comedians know that we're just up there telling shit and dick jokes and if something so, so, it's like 50-50 comedians well, have that ego thing too well I think they do but good that, one that, gets, shit. that gets stomped out of you over time if you do them long enough from what I've seen yeah, you're like, bombing yeah and you're just like oh. just consider you can't you either flame out or like I was thinking that Bill Hicks story of him I was listening to Bill Hicks like the bit hooligans you ever hear that bit which one's that? He's like, the whole, he's like, uh, it was something where he goes, and like, Bill looks, the, that's the thing about Kanye, it's his delivery, like, what crushes he goes, when I left Los Angeles, you know, I left LA right when the riot started. Left LA right when I got to, uh, when I got to London, looked at a newspaper, 
Los Angeles and under fire, under siege or something like that. And he said crime. He was like comparing. See, I'm doing a horrible job telling this joke, but he's like comparing crime in like the UK with like crime in the United States. People in the UK are like, oh, Bill, crime is terrible. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like I read a paper. It's like the hooligans. That's like literally a headline in like a London UK newsreel. It's like three hooligans. Intercepted a dustbin in Shaftesbury. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, we don't have hooligans. In the US, we have like, you know, we have just like blood scripts, you know, like crazy, like, Nazis. Like we have shot, different types four of Four dead in crossfire. Yeah. But, that's what Fred is all that horribly. <laughs> no, well, it's not, I'm not going to do much better. The one I was, it's a story from Mark Maron, I think he was talking about. How he saw Bill Hicks and he was like, "Oh, he's not doing well up there." And he's like, "What do you mean?" And he goes up there and Bill Hicks is bombing in a famously only the way he can. And there's a woman an inch an inch away from like the stage, and he's crouched down going, "I'm a fucking poet. I'm a poet." <laughs> and this lady just goes, "Well, then why don't you read a poem?" <laughs> <laughs> That's got that yeah. Is when he gets mad and starts like there's like one where he bombs I think like it was a CD he released I think he just bombs in Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh for like an hour and he goes like alright and he ends the whole thing he goes alright let's uh thanks thanks Pittsburgh uh, hope everything's going good because there's nothing else to do around here yeah, that's, See, that's how he close that's so there's yeah we're, there's there's not a comic that comes to town that doesn't start talking shit about and you know rightfully so someone said this uh, yeah, I'm also going to go. I, I'm, I, I said the F word. I'm going to go two for two on here. Permani sandwich, overrated as hell. Oh, overrated as hell. No, I work in a deli. Heat right now. I work in a deli. I know good meats from bad meats, and I know parsimonious portions from you know you know why you need so much French fries and coleslaw because they're weighing out the meat of the quarter pound a portion <laughs> and charging you seven ninety nine for it. That's what's happening, and we can all be in denial about it. We can all be proud about this sandwich. And so that's, <laughs> But you know what? It doesn't hold up against a cheesesteak. It's not a New York pizza. It's 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 a, it's an it's an all right thing if you're hammered, and that's what Pittsburgh is, and that's why I think it, it, it's a it's, <laughs> it's a good symbol. Right. It's a great symbol for it, actually. Permanis is you, you throw down, yeah, you throw down a Permanis after getting fucking tanked at a Pirates game. Then 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 you start then, I, then all right then I see it. But yeah, we're getting places. You ever get like takeout from Permanis and have it just delivered to your house? You're like wow, this is. I could have definitely made this in my house. You're just looking at it. Could like, have gone to the good. deli, just gotten some nice boar's head meat, <laughs> Got, gotten two pieces of Italian bread and some coleslaw. Only so McDonald's french fries. There you go. So you said, like, you work at, so you're a butcher. Both. I, well, I started out in the deli, and then they, they let me cut the big meats now. Big but, meats. Yeah, I, but, you know, I, I always say in my act, any job where I can smoke a cigarette wear an apron, they give to me. You know, it, 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 it's, 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 it, they, they did. Uh, you like a big hat too? No, no, well, they, see, sometimes <laughs> I get away with not wearing the hat because I got a luscious mane. You can't see it on the podcast, but I got a real, real nice head of hair, ladies. <laughs> Excuse me, man. It's thick. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. It's got thick hair. Oh, yeah, no, me and the stooge. This is the whole. You guys got thick hair. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I'm, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's, yeah, it's, I'm fat and I got a medium dick. I need long. I need good hair. It's, I need something going for it. That's true. Yeah, the hair, hair goes a long way. Johnny Salami. Oh, hot shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, when did you get started in, like, uh, just the book? Like, how does that, how that happen for you? Like, it's like cutting meat. Like, yes. Well, I, I put, I put on my resume. I, I showed up. Uh, you, you're gonna love this. I, I was probably about 100 pounds heavier. I was 
17, 18, 18 years old. My, my dad just died, so I was, I was looking for a job anywhere. It was right down the road from my mother's house. And I, I, I put on my resume and said, I have a lifelong love of meats and cheeses because I'm pretty much 400 pounds. Like, it, it comes with the territory. <laughs> they were like that. And I was in a black track suit, and this woman took one look at me and goes, well, here's the deal. You're hired. That's what's happening. <laughs> right now. And I just... You just walked in. <laughs> like, you, you need this job. I'm like, I do. I'm going to be eating a lot of the, of the overslice. That's what they call it, overslice. I'm, I'm the king of overslice. So one for me, one for you. But, uh, yeah, and I, I just... The, the thing with the deli is just, it's the hardest position in, the, in any grocery store to fill because no, it sucks because you got to deal with the shittiest fucking people. And that's not even like, oh, you got to deal with shittiest people. But it's... You're dealing with people who are older, because no one young really goes to the deli that much. You're dealing with people that want exactly what they want every time, and they talk to you like you're a fucking four-year-old if you can't get it done. Yeah. And you're dealing you with people, people like you're dealing with such a high feeling of who we're trying to get there, and it's then the speed too. So you got to learn fast. You know, I, I love it in, in, a, in a sense because I like just you know, the time goes quick, and you get a bunch of. Extra slices of Capicool. I said Capicool once. There we go. That's, yeah. I'm hitting all the bases. We're hitting all the hot words. That's right. <laughs> hot topics. Dude, like, I remember seeing something. Like, I used to work in, uh, like, retail, like, shopping, like, shopping, say, at Kmart, places like that, like, big, you know, chain stuff like that. And I remember, like, reading something, like, I was, like, the positions, like, in the grocery store house. But I remember seeing, like, Butcher was, like, very... Like we need that guy. That guy's very important. Oh, that's like, a high. They're, 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 yeah, they're, they're, even now. But like yeah. union, I think like some guys are like union, not at shop, but like John Eagle. They're like union, so they get good pay and shit. Like it was cutting. I'm like, whoa. Those union, union guys are sons of bitches. Though. The union meat cutter. A union meat. Our, my store's not union, and my I am the owner always. I don't, I don't know if he said this outright, but I I'm pretty sure if there are whispers of a union, he'd just fire every employee <laughs> and just start a new because there's. Yeah, but no, I, moving up to the meat department, I, I only got that job because I, cause, you know, just being a big guy, they literally like, oh, we need someone to lift shit. Yeah. And they're like, and, and you're also just standing around constantly in the deli, and we and we don't we don't want customers seeing that shit. Hide in the meat department and fucking bullshit with the guys. I'm like, oh, well, I think I can manage that. Yeah, it's just like, I've seen, like, when I worked at, um, I used to work at Johnny like Market District. I remember oh, just yeah. seeing, like, piling up like crazy dude the meats on Sunday it was just a mat like people like I can see where it just becomes like hectic but it's usually like in the morning right that's when everybody gets their the meat. after church crowd really. yeah after Catholic oh, church yeah. they crowd. get the loaf of Italian bread and they want their their Isley's chipped ham chipped fine if you, uh, and and to be fair if you I, like I remember some someone got Isley's chipped ham thick that's another proof that Pittsburgh is kind of a bullshit area in terms of its regional traditions because chipped ham Anywhere else in the world, explain chipped ham. No, we would take your nice boar's head meat and just shred the fuck out of it. Yeah. Slap some mayonnaise on and slap between two pieces of bread. It's, oh. it's, it's uncanny. It's, it isn't, if it's not mush, it's not chipped. But then again, if you get thick sliced Isley's ham, you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> that stuff is disgusting when it's thick. Ooh, you, you can't, it's just this, it, it's like square bologna. But, and it's just greasy as hell, but for some reason... It's incredible. It's got. It just tastes like grandma's house on a Sunday. Oh, yeah, you get the mayonnaise on. Oh, you get a little get some tomatoes, <laughs> mancinis. Yeah, you just toast it. Does it more fresh? You get fresh. You get the soft. I, I could go either or. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like a fresh of the day mancini. Yeah, I go. I go soft. I go. I go non-toasted. That's just me, Mr. Vegas. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh man, nothing like a, a little uh, 
the Lions is Jeff Tam. Although I'm a big fan, there was another big. People get olive loaf. That was the one thing that if someone was getting olive loaf, honestly, I think everyone who ever bought olive loaf is dead now. That was something I've only seen <laughs> when I first started. People bought it, but I think they all died because they were all fucking ancient. Yeah, they are. You're getting what, olive loaf. Olive loaf. That's what's just the, what's the. Uh, no, no, it's just it's just that's a, it's just like bologna with chunks of olive in it, like yum. Olive, I see all, olives aren't a thing for me. Like I don't get maybe I haven't tried them as much, but I see like olives. That's yeah. I'm like I can go. With that. I like a martini. That's because I just watched too many old movies at a young age. Yeah, you. Uh, what's, we'll get to movies in a second, but one last thing with the meats. What's your most requested? Probably the Isley's chipped ham. Like we're deli. Yeah, yeah, they, we, we, we have our own ham that's like a proprietary recipe. I don't want to give the name of the place that I said the owner's going to fire them <laughs> if there's whispers of unions, but it's their their own blend of their house ham that's very, very popular. Uh, and like boar's head on a gold turkey. But, but in terms of like steaks, filet mignon. Because I, you know, I, I live out in like the Peters, the McMurray, you know, blue yeah. blood area. Real blue blood area. <laughs> And they, uh, fancy. Yeah, well, and, and no, they, they just devour filet mignon. Can be thirty yeah, degrees they, out. They all, you know, all oh, got like the, yeah, I got yeah. the got the nose up at you. These people <laughs> are. These fuckers, I I met these. I'll never forget. Like just the shit you would hear. I remember a woman. Like I asked her, her simply her name for her order. She goes, "You should know who I am." I'm like, "Are you Elvis fucking Presley?" I don't see any side. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Shut the fuck. <laughs> like, like last I checked, I'm not looking at Al Pacino. Excuse me now. Uh, but people can suck. Well, you know, but I, I like it. I, I, I like there's because I'm also a natural liar, uh, and I love. That's very true. Just hand, yeah, thank you, Lemon. <laughs> I love just handing people something with a smile on my face. Like I like I like this. Yeah, I should. I watch what I say here. But anyway, little, little shortcuts to take in the meat department that aren't going to kill anyone. That also are like, yeah, okay, we're we're not. Like, can I get an extra? You know, it's a little pound lighter or heavier. Like, I'm just going to put this little weight on the scale here, and you're going to get the hell out of my store. Get, move it along. Yeah, little tricks of the trade. Little little things you learn. You're going to put a finger. Like, right when you have the meat on, you'll put your finger down on a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about that. I'm not, I, don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> scale. <laughs> Tipping scales, dude. No, don't do that. No, no. That's, that's, we don't that's, advertise that's highly that. illegal. That's, yeah, that doesn't happen. That doesn't... The weight, you know, in a world full of lies, I want the weight of my meat be true. Yes, and, and we give that to you with, with a wink and a nod. Yeah. I, um... Except for, except for on Thanksgiving. If you're basing your turkey weight off anything we tell you, don't do that. You don't weigh that shit at home. That's my pro tip to you. Weigh your turkey at home after you get it from the meat department because it's a hectic season. We have a limited amount of birds. You reserve a certain weight. Yeah, you, you might... These birds are going away. ...be getting the they're little padded sad. bird. Yeah, Films, oh. movies. I watched The Departed yesterday again. I've seen that movie probably around ten times because they keep advertising it on Netflix. All well, you know, probably because it's like recommended for you. You know what I mean? Everybody's no, yeah, I'm the same way. It's always my so favorite. Like you watch, yeah, you always watch that. And um, goddamn, dude, that movie moves quick. It's two and a half fucking hours, but it moves like that's a lot of Scorsese's movies. Though, like the pacing of it is quick. It's three hours, but it doesn't feel like three hours. It feels like you're you're on a trip. It's, it's just that's why it's so awesome. And the ending of that movie still fucking awesome. 
Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to spoil that for anyone who hasn't seen The Departed yet. Just crawl off from the rock. A lot of people die. That's what it's going be me. Yeah, no, that's, I don't want to spoil Namely, my girlfriend, Lemon. See, she has never. I'm going to give her an education. i got to say, I've been doing I showed her Goodfellas. Got her on the. Oh, just last night. I, I'm, I'll be honest, this made me fall in love a little bit. Just showed her a Woody Allen movie. She fucking loved it. I'm like, oh, Woody Allen's my man. I'm gonna, we'll get to that in a second. Creepy guy, great filmmaker. No, I wouldn't even. Yeah, I mean, cre- creepy, yes. Uh, illegal? No, no, I think he's anything he's accused of. Seen this Anyways. Uh, no, we're going to gloss over that. No, Woody Allen's innocent for the following reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to be a hot cast. It's going to be a hot cast. Yeah, a lot of hot oh, yeah. takes. Oh, give you, I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll give you everything you want. I'll give you everything. Uh, can we bleep names later? No, no, never mind. I'll edit these. You don't edit, so I'm just going to be careful about what I say next. Anyways. Certain comments are probably not going to approve of when I. Uh, no, I was uh, showing her just all, you know, Goodfellas, exactly your point. Of it just moves at such a pace that, like, I, I'd seen it 50 times, but watching it, especially with somebody who'd never seen it, it was like seeing, I had seen things you just never see before. Yeah. And also, I tend to. Call it the Cadillacs. Yes. I, I'm, I'm obsessed with Cadillacs, and I point out every time there's a Cadillac on the screen. At first, mostly to just annoy. Are you in the theater? You see a Cadillac, you just go, "Oh, you know." Like, well, if I if I'm in the theater, I don't know. If I I probably just tap her. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You, you know, see that car? You see that? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see that car? No, yeah. I'm like, that's well, because you see, all right. It's the reason I it's the reason why I drive a. That's why I, I couldn't drive it here tonight. But I'm a big fan of Cadillacs, old Cadillacs, because Cadillacs are. I read a, a phenomenal article. It's like. Um, the musicians of the Titanic. They knew the ship was sinking. However, they still conducted themselves with the class. And they tore yeah. them right to the end. And, yeah. I, and I'm going to do what I can to save the world, in my own sense, but also I'm going to drive that fucking Cadillac into the flaming ball that is the earth in 20 years. Like, I... I yeah. I'm... The, the, the America is in decline. You know, they are not perfect cars. They're not wonderful cars. But once upon a time, America made these cars, and they were a standard we strive to. And I want a piece of that. I want a piece of that in memory. The ideal. It's, I, it's the whole American ideal. It's not because I believe in it. It's because I, it's, 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 it's a symbol that I need to take part of. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the last fiddler on the on the Titanic that is America in 2021. <laughs> yeah, we keep going. Yeah. We're gonna keep hurtling towards whatever fucking certain death we're headed towards. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be. It's a, I had I had a fucking panic attack like behind the wheel of that thing once. And it ended immediately because I thought it was a heart attack. And then I was like, well, if I die, I was looking at the full moon, driving the fucking car, just listening to nice music. And for, I'm like, well, shit, if this is how it happens. And then I was like, oh, wait, never mind. It's a panic attack. Bye. I was hoping this would be how. So you get panic attacks, dude? What? <laughs> just from watching the Sopranos? Yes, yes, from watching the Sopranos. I, 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 I get panic You're attacks. You're so in character. I'm so. <laughs> yeah, you can't see it on where I, 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 I got the Sopranos outfit on. You know, well, you know, I have, I dress like. Um, a fat Italian uncle because I have the body of a fat Italian uncle. It's, yeah, a, it's a chicken and egg situation. Yeah, you got to roll with it. Yeah. It's, 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 I've, it's not, it wasn't a conscious choice. Believe me, if I could dress like you, Stooch, I would. I don't, I don't have that Matt Damon physique. I can't pull up. I, I wear the douchebag shirts. I get too, I get too, I, I'm very tit heavy. It gets the, it doesn't work. <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I need nice patterns and, and colors to, I mean, a lot of blacks, a lot, a lot of, a lot of gold chain, just a, a lot of razzle dazzle. That's that's the, I like to give me old razzle dance. A lot, a lot going on. Oh yeah, yeah that's why that's why I, lo- I love. Ladies I, enjoy too. They like seeing a lot going. They 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 do not. It's <laughs> it's, it's pretty seven out of ten in the opposite direction. I you know every every three that I that, that wash upon my shore. I. Well, okay. 
That's what I did. <laughs> I'm just digging a hole with my girlfriend as we speak. You like to dig a hole with your guy and then crawl yourself out. That's exactly right. That's I like to do that in comedy. Like, I, I'm a big believer in... like Someone posted something on Facebook today. Uh, um, what is your strength as a comedian? Uh, and I would say, I don't think anyone flames out quite like me. <laughs> I, I will take everyone down with me. I'll fuck... I once... I was in an open mic where I didn't even get like an applause from an audience whenever they said, all right, like Johnny T, thank you very much. Just nothing. I was in, I ripped the mic out and I said, like, I'll fucking fight every one of you. Step the fuck out. Say, Clap, you sons of bitches. I'll be you fucking mother. I, I, I get a little, I'll, 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 I'll go out and maybe I'll get it for my old man. I think so. I'm a big fan and, and taking you down with me. Like I <laughs> I, 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 that's, that's always been my dream is to, is, to, is to truly walk someone I've never done that quite yet full Titanic style but just to really get people like like say something that makes like alright we're leaving I'm like oh what you can't handle the truth folks <laughs> alright this is we walk <laughs> like, like yeah so I up oh, nope nope you were talking yeah so what was I watch Departed Movies Goodfellas you were going on your tangent about you're talking about Goodfellas. No, 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 I was just saying how it's just in the the uh, oh, dead air is always good. The, the nature, it did just the way it moves, and I, I always, the way I remember things, I tend to idolize them. Like, oh, I think of Goodfellas. I always think of almost the way I want to conduct myself. You know, Cadillacs, nice suits, this and that. But it truly is about just rats fucking with rats. Someone, I heard this on on some show. Well, the reason why the mafia fucked up is because Italians can't care for anyone but themselves. I'm like, oh shit, that's kind of true. That's <laughs> when you, you you keep breaking laws until their friends catch up, and you're like, oh shit, I'm going to take my family, and my kids, and go to the Mexico way, and you can face the court charges later. But I think the thing with like the, the Scorsese movie, why a lot of people just like like him. There's like a realness to like in the writing and stuff like that, and just the structure of it. Like people like guys that gun around, you start cursing and shit. Like like in the part, they just say fuck like 500 times. Like well, it's something it, crazy. It's just people like that raunchiness. It's just like that's how people could like. How's your mother? He's trying to fucking my father. Yeah, <laughs> just shit like that. But well, it's, it's the thing with it is also I think it, almost all of his movies except for The Departed, which I think it's they're a snapshot of a, of, a, of an American decline. It's all about them. Almost every single one, the Irishman, Goodfellas, name it. Even his earlier works, like um, uh, Mean Streets, have this thing of like th- these are the choices that we like. These are they show these titans, these godlike figures making terrible choices that, we, and that's almost like a creation story. It's why we have to live in the world we live in. Because once upon a time, things were wonderful and spectacular and great, and now they're not because things can't be wonderful and spectacular and great forever, which is this prevailing theme, I find. And that, you know, and death, and the, you know, everyone, everyone can't drive a Cadillac. Everyone can't. Yeah. It's like coming to that realization. Not everyone can, like, and it's like the things that are just there, you know, it's, you know, Ross gets old, you know what I'm saying? Like, you become a like, regular schnook. Yeah, exactly. And it happens to everything. Like, literally everything, you know, things age. Which is crazy. There's like the you know, like there's the birth, grown, peak, and then just man, you know, there's a lot of things. Just getting depressed. It's getting philosophical. Oh well, we're getting all right. <laughs> we're touching so many bases. <laughs> it's, we're going around. Yeah, I'll do you a better deal with Shakespeare. It's some kind of like, every fair from fair will always fade, or something like that. Was the one he said. Every fair from fair, something will will. will, will. Yeah. In one of the signs, he says that, and I always remember that. 
Neil Young, Young got one where he said, like, better to burn out and fade away. You know, stuff like that. And that's quoted in so many, like, the Def, Def Leppard quote at the beginning of one of their songs, like, Rock of Age. Right. Def Leppard just, better to burn out, fade away. You just get trash listening to that, but that's such a dark oh, nice. lyric. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like realizing, like, you know, it's like Ryan Franny, but it's like, yeah, fuck it, let's party. You there's know, nothing like, oh, right, I, until it ends. that's the, I mean, to be fair, what if, there's nothing. That's the human condition right there. That's the, 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 the we, 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 we have to look death in the face every day and still pre- move on knowing that it's, uh, the, you know, that just awful shit can happen right around the corner for no reason to good people. And you can either get hung up on that or yeah. you can laugh, just laugh it right in the face and get hammered to a Death Leopard song about it. That's, <laughs> that's the option that we, yeah. or better yet, you know, Brave it stone sober if you got the soul for it. That's that's who I admire. The people like the that stoicism. The, the people that can like get no, the people that don't drink at all or do anything like that, that somehow get through life with that within the, with their own neuroses. Just like yep, it's awful and I hate it, but I'm not, don't don't need the liquid courage. I'm like ah, oh, I do, I do. <laughs> From time to time, every now and then. I was thinking of like other movies I was watching, uh, killing them softly. A good one. Okay, like Brad Pitt's in that. And they had a lot of guys that were in the. Um, Johnny Sack was in that. He was a. He played Vincent, some Cr- Vincent Cortolia. Yeah. Vincent Cortolia. Yeah. Great act. You know. Cortolia? He was so cool as Johnny Sack and Supreme. Johnny, like, everybody, like, crushed it. Like, the main. The side care. Like, everyone just nailed. Like, you'd watch. I'd watch, like, a show like The Sopranos, and I think. I'd t- it's very committed. It's one of the funniest shows ever. Like, when you take a step back, like, look at just some of those scenes, like... Probably seen it start to finish. It's just Seven funny. times. Seven times. I swear to God. Well, no, well, actually, I just, I just realized it's this... Never actually finished it. I can't bring myself... I've watched, the, like, the, the ending, the, the, the famous ending one time. And, and after that, I've, like... I've almost erased it from my memory. I don't know how the last... I don't... The, the premise of the last season... I tend to avoid the last season entirely. And I'll watch the first six... Yeah, or so over and over again, yeah. Just because I, yeah, you know, a lot of it reminds me of, of of just not just my family, but family in general. The notion of family, you know, is it's the someone called it the perfect, um, the number one f- entertainment ever: film, TV, play in the 20th century. Sopranos, and I believe that wholeheartedly. I, I support that, and I also think, and every time I watch it again, I'm like. It's almost like watching the best thing ever for the thousand. Like, oh shit, I'm only 22 years old. I'm, I'm just watching <laughs> the best. Awesome. It's yeah. never going to get better than to watch The Sopranos, but you can't look away. You know, it, it, it's it's yeah. truly. It's definitely back in like um like I just noticed on social media and like posted stuff. There's a lot of memes with it. Like it's kind of back in that it's consciousness again. Because like there was Game of Thrones for a bit, but Game of Thrones the ending kind of sucked. The Sopranos kind of has like how it ended was kind of open to interpret. So it's kind of like it makes it. It left you wanting more, so I think that's why people kind of go back to it. Exactly, that's exactly right. That and it wasn't like a fantasy; it was more. It was more realistic. It was a drama. R- Ricky Gervais just said that, and uh, I, of course, listened to the show Talking Sopranos very avidly with uh, Christopher uh, uh, Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharipa. And they talk about a cool dude. They, they, cool they, they talk about Ricky Gervais was on, and they asked. They talked about the ending, and he said, "Well, that's why it's the perfect ending because if it, if you saw, a lot of people think he died." Uh, you know, and this and that. And if you were to witness that, then you couldn't rewatch it the way you could over and over again. And that's 
you know, it, it has such a replay. But you can there's a, there's almost one a lesson to be learned from every moment in life to a degree. It, it, you you could seriously base a religion off this shit. I swear to God, like yeah. you could. There's an, a rich enough text. There's a it it spans the gamut of human emotion <laughs> yeah. that I I truly believe I might be a little obsessed. You think so? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Just a tad obsessed. No, I just... What do you think of the prequel? You saw the trailer for that? That's a, I, it's another... I've been toying with that as my opener. It's like, my name is Johnny T, and you can stop fucking telling me about the Soprano sequel. I know. I already <laughs> bought my tickets. I got a hoagie and a bottle of wine ready to go for when it comes out. Don't worry. So I, You're that, pretty yeah. I was in line to be an extra, and it didn't work out. No, that's incredible. That's incredible that his son is playing him. That's remarkable. That, which speaks to the, the, the theme of fathers and sons, which is consistent throughout that show. Of the curse, almost, of being someone's son and, and having whatever their... Show to that reputation. Whatever, yeah. not the, the reputation, but whatever their own personal issues might have been, there's a chance you could show to those as well. And having, but also having the, uh, to carry on the honor and the good things. And I think no one... It's amazing. I read when James Gandolfini died, he was taking his son... It was on a trip to Italy... For his boy, he was to celebrate his eighth grade graduation. Yeah, and that was like his reward for graduating eighth grade, and that, and that, that almost speaks. There's like moments of the show you see reflected in that, and how Tony cared so much about Adrian's education and, and wanting to encourage him, even though I'm sure he had his own personal educational troubles. Yeah. And trying to, you know, in eighth grade, right? You know, eighth grade graduation is not a big deal unless you're struggling. You know, and believe me, I've been there. So the, the notion of him trying to reward that, and then him, you know, he's he's roughly our age, I believe, too, carrying on carrying on that torch, and it looks like, it, like that, that's what I want to see. I could give a shit about the plot and how they're gonna. I mean, I, I mean, you know, it, 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 some <laughs> I heard this today, like, oh, the big Wapbuster coming out, big Wapbuster, <laughs> all the Wops are coming out to see this one. <laughs> that's like God, not since Godfather Three, like the Irishman was in was in Netflix, but Godfather Three was the last big Wapbuster. Godfather 3? That's was right. It, was it Casino or anything like that? That was Godfather 3 was after Casino, I want to say. I want to say that. I'm not going to... I saw Casino was like 95. Not, okay, so Godfather 3 was 93. Yeah. Yes, okay, Casino maybe. Yeah, you, you're right about that. Damn it, you're right. It's yeah. funny, when I think of Godfather 3, I never saw it, but my father... Me neither. Yeah, I didn't see that. Wait, well, I'm sorry. I, said, I, did, I maybe saw it. But my dad's friend, he, he had... These the scrap account the Thompsons these Thompson brothers and they were a family of rich eccentric fat fucks <laughs> and they were just all this pack of weird brothers <laughs> that never had to learn anything because their dad they had their dad's money yeah like this one guy he uh, you know, Tommy Thompson used to like he used to like do meth for half the year to lose weight to go down to Rio to ride horses yeah he'd be taking Robin's eggs which I, which I, I don't know if that was a street name for him anyways but the other brother, Teddy, Teddy Thompson, said, and I think I relate to this a little bit. He goes, "Everything I know, I learned from movies. Everything I know, I learned from movies." So when Godfather Three came out, he showed up with a fucking picnic basket with two bottles of wine, like cheese, some prosciutto, some fucking like lo- not even a sandwich, loaves of bread for him to tear off. It was he he, he was bummed when he was watching it, but even still, it, it was. I just I think that's where Al Pacino is at. He has that one famous acting scene in, like, Godfather 3, everyone. He's, like, 
how it started, like the beginning of it, because he's like, just when I thought it was out, they pulled me back. <laughs> that's they the me back. that's the Silvio. It's yeah. like boom, let's go. It's the Silvio's impression. Well, I read that he was going to a. They were going to start that. Uh, he wanted a lot more money to do that because he like he saw that it was the cash grab that it was, and he was like, "You're going to give me like three million dollars more." And Mario, uh, Frank Francis Ford Coppola said, "All right, we're going to do that. Uh, you get three three million dollars more, and we're going to start the movie with Michael Corleone's funeral. That's how it's going to work." Yeah. Yeah. So they were they were going to kill him off right off the bat. And, you know, well, the, the last movie is about him paying the price, which is not something anyone wants to see. Yeah. No one saw the movie Heat. That's a good one. Yeah. Kim and Robert De Niro. I, that one had great pacing, too. Michael Mann always makes cool movies. Michael Mann did fucking um, Miami Vice and all that did shit. Did Yeah, so it's like this, it's stylish, you know, just like, and Al, yeah, he was, Al Pacino's, between Albert, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, I think Al Pacino's a better actor. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. a Pacino man I'm myself. Al, I see Robert De Niro, sometimes I'll watch some of his, Robert De Niro's movies, and I'm kind of like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? A little bit. Like, he's like, he, he does well, but it's just like, I'm like... Sometimes he's... Just, Pacino just will take it like another, like, step. And it'll just be like... <laughs> like well, I saw the difference in the, like, the interview with the Irishman. Like, Pacino still, I think, considers himself an actor. Like, he, he talks about, like, doing stage stuff. And he is, yeah, his, his, his love was always the stage. And he still does stage stuff. And that's why I respect him or anything. He, he, um, yeah, he, he still he does did, stage. Like, he won, did, like... Gary won, Ross. The Triple Crown of acting. Like, he's one of the few that have done that. Exactly. Yeah. He's a f- very funny comedic actor. No one gives him credit for that. Like he, everyone remembers that Jack and Jill, but he had one called Author Author, which are, uh, I'm going to speak to the listeners like they were listeners. Anyway, if you watch the film Author Author, if you can find it, I can't find it anywhere for free at least. Yeah. And it was like '81, and it's just him. He played a man, uh, like a, a playwriter named Ivan Trevelyan. Wow, how do I remember that fucking name? I saw this movie when I was literally ten years old. <laughs> Uh, and he and it was one of the rare turns. Of, he was just like a dad trying to support these like three adopted kids he was left with, and, and also trying to write a play and just kind of being like a cool single dad. And that was the whole play. Uh, and it was just a really it, it got panned by that and Frankie and Johnny, which is uh, him and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, they're like um, waiters. waiters. Yes, they're waitress. Yeah. Well, that got shit because that was that was a very good play called Frankie and Johnny and the Claire de la Lune. Uh, and the originator of the role was Kathy Bates. Oh. The whole point was is that Frankie did not... She thought she thought she was too fat to be attractive. Like, she was content to literally sit at home and be fat and eat ice cream and die. And so they tried to transfer that to Michelle Pfeiffer. And it just did... It, you know, it was good, but it didn't work. Yeah. It, right. it would have been so much better just have Kathy Bates do the role when, the way she played it on stage. But... Around, you know. Oh yeah, making a movie. Making a lot, a lot movie. of moving parts. Oh well, yeah, that's things the, going on. Yeah. Get lost in that. My acting, my acting teacher fucked Alec Baldwin. Which is that's just a little, that's something I'm gonna put out there. Yeah. She, I'm not gonna give her name, but she she said that he apparently he was he fucked every woman in the theater department. He was Baldwin. so handsome and so well known that he literally said that she he made his way down the roster. And the exact way she put it, she goes, well... He was an animal. One evening, it was my turn, and we went out on a date, and we had a very nice time. And that's the end of the story. I'm like, you fucked out. I love <laughs> you, old dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you old broad, you. <laughs> Dave, 
gave old Glenn Gary Glenn Ross himself a handy J. Come on, you can say it. It's all right. Yeah. Is the um, which Alec Baldwin though? Is it the older Alec Baldwin? No, it was that young was, hand. You know, him, it was him, young. Him, so it was when they were all acting school. Him, Kim Basinger. It, no, this was young, young Alec Baldwin. Oh, that was Kim Basinger. Good lord. I've seen a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of like Alec Baldwin in movies. Like I know on Thirty Rocky Crush. Boss it. Baby. He's super Boss Baby. Yeah, he's doing Boss Baby. He's doing a lot of boys. He, he sucks now. I, I'll say it. He, he just, does whatever. No, he's just. I wish like a there was like a gangster movie. I think in like two thousand three that he was in. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, and it was good. It was called I'll look it up. He was in The Shadow as well, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Which was one of the obscure superhero movies. But he he's just such a fucking. No, I want to say that. he's not even. I don't care about his political needs. It's more that like he just every time I see him now, he's talking directly into the camera and like just like playing with his hair and talking about like you know, you know this thing happened today where I don't believe that people in America are like it, it, shut the you know what like Clark Gable and Al Pacino and uh, you know all the people that, that that you admire you know George Raft you never saw George Raft looking into the camera telling you about his opinions on life and how things are unfair. Like, just fucking be a great old Hollywood star like you want to be. Yes, goddammit. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just filling air while Stooch looks It's called The Cooler. The Cooler. The Cooler. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to write this down. Yeah, The Cooler. It's a romantic comedy film. Ooh. Also, I think you guys have forgotten about Robert De Niro's best movie, which is Shark Tale. Oh, well, Shark Tale also had everyone. That had James Gandolfini. Scorsese was, had a voiceover. Uh, he was... He was uh, mm-hmm. Scorsese was Sykes, uh, the, the blowfish. Uh, yeah, they had... Have you like, never seen Shark Angelina Tale? Angelina Jolie, like Will Smith. Christopher, yeah. Christopher Moltis... I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Michael Imperioli. I mean, that, like most of the cast of Sopranos in it were actually... It was one of, the, one of those movies. I'm getting into the acting career of Andrew Dice Clay recently, which is just... Travis, did you see the movie on Ford Fairlane? Yeah. <laughs> That's right, I have. Holy it's shit. Good, it's a good movie. It's so stupid. Like, he's like a super, like, he's a rock and roll detective, right? I, don't, I can't figure out what exactly his deal is because I admire his work so much. I admire the persona. I admire, you know, I, I like that he's like this embodiment of a certain type of machismo, and I respect that so much. However, there appears to be just like I think it'd be a lot funnier if there was just a touch of self awareness. Just I think, a, I think he's you know I've watched like older sets of his like like his more recent work where he does does, does stand out. He has a little bit of that. Does he? Okay, good. There's okay. a little bit of that because he did um, but he can still be so fun. Like he did like an interview with Larry King a few years ago, and they talked to him about Bill Cosby. And, like, just how Dice delivers it. Like, the whole thing is so... Like, he's funny. People don't get, like, this guy. He goes, like... He's just this long guy wearing the glasses and stuff. He has, like, yeah, a cigarette. It's not lit. Hair. The cigarette's not lit because I think he, he's had, like, heart problems from the smoke. No, no, he's not allowed. I know. They he, can't smoke, but he he's still has not, it. Not it's just, it's In fact, I'm going to do that right now. I'm going yeah. to hold that. And he's just, like... <laughs> they're talking to... That's just the way Dice delivers it. He's just, like, yeah, I think it's Cosby. If you want to know... And, He's a piece of shit. You know, he, he, he's a piece he, of shit. He's, he's, he's like, you're talking about uh, getting women drunk and then drugging. Nah, that ain't my style. He's like, and he's like, 
I've been, he's like, I've been with many girls. I like sex. I've been with girls, everything. I've been with the most beautiful, this is, and I quote, I've been with the most beautiful girls in the world, all the way down to something that should be pushed back into the ocean. <laughs> that was one of the funniest lies, dude. I heard that. Something that should be pushed just, back into chuck, the ocean. He didn't even chuckle after that. Just straight face, like, and Larry King was, like, chuckling, like. That's why I. I'm like, that's funny. That's, that's what I've observed. Like, like, he's got, and I of it's not because Joe Rogan I think asked him says, do you ever sit down and write jokes and he goes no I write from the stage and I, and I see that a little I think it's to his detriment if I'm, you know I just you know, it's just me you know, Mr. Vegas Dice is always brought back because like it, it always comes back to Dice in some stupid way which is funny <laughs> that's like his legacy though which is probably kind of cool like really to do what like he's done like Madison Square Garden shit like that you look back that's like great career because it's like you pee and then you kind of have like a trope you raise some kids, then you come back a little bit, do a couple movies. He had a show on Showtime that, that, that I think should have been picked up. He, he had a whole series that was like Dyson Vegas, that was like a bit like again, sort of like it was like Marin. It was yeah. like self-aware, and it was sort of. And, it, and I think it should have gotten way more traction than it did. But it, it I think he's comfortable with it. And, and I, I, like that's what I admire. But also, I think I think he's just like it's exactly what you said. He's funny. In interviews, he's funny. Off, he's funny. You talk to him, but I think he's a naturally it, funny yeah, he's person. Naturally, if he's all, if he's always on, and it's, and it's sometimes God knows you've seen him doing open mics and whatnot. Just when you when you see get that personality in a setting where people just aren't ready to laugh at it, it yeah. gets wild. <laughs> yeah, I and that's so that's what I shoot for. I, I I love nothing more. I need give, give them the abuse they want. You like abuse? You think this abuse should cock sucker? That's yeah. from Glenn Gary when lost that line. I need to see that movie. Never seen that. There's so many movies I haven't seen. And it's just like... I think I'm going to watch... Um, there's a De Niro movie, I believe, on Netflix that they're promoting. What the fuck is it called? Midnight Run? I've been meaning to watch that as well. Yeah, I'm going to watch... Uh, it's on there. I'm like, I'm going to have to check this it's out. classic movie. Yeah. There was another one called The Score. Which okay. uh, I love because it's Robert, uh, uh, Marlon Brando and Edward Norton in it as well. And Edward Norton. Wow. And Edward Norton. Wow. And Edward Norton, dude, he does full on Kaiser Soze. Uh, he's a nut. Maybe yeah, I'm he maybe, give off that vibe. Maybe I'm spoiling it. But he like he plays a like it's something with cerebral palsy, but he's a con man, so like halfway through like, yeah, no, I don't have cerebral palsy. I'm like, dude, you Oh, you had us fooled. <laughs> the whole time, dude. Uh but Marlon Brando's in it and I read that uh Frank Oz was the director. This is my favorite Marlon Brando story of all time. Marlon Brando wanted to make the character gay. This sort of gay mob boss. And Frank Oz says, don't do that. And Marlon Brando was like, you don't fucking tell me what to do. And proceeded to just protest. He was just a dick the entire show. He didn't listen to a word he, that Frank Oz said. He used to call him Miss Piggy to his face because Frank Oz was like the voice of Miss Piggy. Uh, and so, and he, he, tell Miss Piggy to go fuck himself. He got a note from his personal physician saying he was allergic to Frank Oz. And could not be within a hundred feet of him. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. So that any time, and he would enforce it. So any time that you see, uh, oh, and he also stopped wearing pants. He refused to wear pants. So he just show up. Show up, no pants, and no so they'd have to either, either sh- they shot in the entire movie. He shot from either the waist up, sitting, or like I think one time he's in a robe, but he never wore pants. And uh, so De Niro would have to go whenever he would do f- films with him because he was allergic to the director. Uh, he'd, <laughs> poor Frank, I would have to like go off site. And call up Robert De Niro on his cell phone and be like, "Yeah, uh, so how's it going over there, Bob?" And uh, he'd be like, "To tell him, ask him to do to do one more take." And that's that's the level of fame I aspire to—to to just be like, "I'm allergic to you." So what's that? What was that movie called again? I'm the, looking at the it. score or the heist. I'll look at that film. Uh, 
Frank Oz. Yeah, it was nineties. I'm talking. Yeah, well, Muppets from Space. Blues Brothers. He directed Blues Brothers 2000. Mm-hmm. Muppets talk. from Space. Oh, he, he should be shot. <laughs> this piggy. Uh, maybe it wasn't Frank Oz. Oh, let's scroll up a bit. I'm looking for the great Muppets camper. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was called the score or the the, the heist score film. Yep, the score. Frank Oz. Okay, Robert De Niro and Edward Norton. Oh wow! Why wasn't why isn't that looks cool too. Yeah, Marlon Brando. Yeah, final movie role. Yeah, this, the show was. Because I know he died. Marlon Brando died in like 2004, I believe. Right. That's right. Was, yeah, this was. So we got old. Marlon Brando got like just old and just like totally. 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. You know, this, this the show is just called Stooch uh, Google shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. That's that's what we need. But anyway, back to well, um, you're not doing nothing. <laughs> back yeah, to what? Uh, <laughs> but no, like back to the dice thing. Um, Tarantino did a thing on Rare and you know, Tarantino said, "Yeah, you know the movie it was it was good and we did." But he's uh, they brought up it, like Rogan, like he said, like um, what's the fuck? Tarantino said, like when he first moved to LA or like started in LA, he liked comedy. He was a big, he'd go to the comedy store. When he went to the comedy store, he saw first person he saw one of the first is Andrew Dice in the early eighties. Andrew Dice Clay in his whole set. And like other guys, I think who closed it out was um, fuck, who's that? Ah, oh, fuck, the guy that would scream. I fucking know his name. Dude. Describe him, I'll give it. He would scream all the time. Sam Kennison. Sam Kennison. There you go. Fuck, how did I not know that? I'm like exhausted today, but Sam Kennison. Yeah. So closing the show, Sam Kennison just and like you know people couldn't believe. It. Yeah. And then a few years later, they were all you know on Letterman and. Doing arena. Well, I heard like Dice and Kennison like didn't get a lot. There's there's a rivalry there. They used to. Well, let's see. I just heard Dice do Rogan where he was talking about. They used to do a fake fight routine at the comedy store. They fake fight routine. They would like fake a fist fight from the stage. Like Dice would start yelling, or, or they'd all alternate who would do be the last person every night. Yeah. And so sometimes they would. Start yeah, we gotta start doing that at our open mics. Just orchestrating. Hey, fuck you! Start doing it full on, <laughs> like a melee in the crowd. Think there's, the crowd something's happening. There's one where it's Dice and Joey Diaz are on it. They're on it for like an hour and a half, and it was I so know. funny. That sounds like just that sounds like it'd almost be a headache. <laughs> listen, listen, it, it, what? <laughs> you don't even know what you did. <laughs> what are you doing? Because we forget Dice is half Jewish or is Jewish. No, he is Jewish. Anyway. He, that's what, that's what him and um, I think Dom Herrera got into a thing over. Dom Herrera was like saying his real name on the air or something like that, and he was like, Andrew Dice Clay was like, "What? Yeah, I'm Jewish. What? You can't you can't be sexy and from Brooklyn and from Jewish? <laughs> valid, valid point. Nailed it. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, yeah, and I'm, yeah. The Tarantino like he did an interview with Rogan. Like the funniest thing he said on there was um. Yeah, you know, it's just, it was a good movie. I'm like, I'm a big Kurt Russell fan. Love Kurt Russell. All the way back to even when he was doing the Disney shit. <laughs> I'm like, that was like the funniest. And I think maybe the funniest was like, he was talking about like the Bruce Lee controversy. Oh, yeah. He was saying something like how like, you know, his daughter was like, you know, if his daughter's upset, I get that. And he goes, but anybody else could suck a dick. Like, there's <laughs> like, no plot. Like, Tarantino could be so, but he's, at the end of the day, he's, He's like a movie, just dark. he can That's, just list everything. It's just an encyclopedia. He started out his, his job was a, his first job, the only job he ever had was at a, a like an old not not blockbuster, but a movie rental place. He was the dickhead guy that would 
judge your purchases and be like, you're, you're, you're running this again. You know, you know, The Searchers is over in aisle one if you want to get an actual film classic. I mean, that, that, that was Tarantino. Someone, some actress said that she quit doing cocaine. She's never doing cocaine again because one night her, Tarantino and Paul Thomas Anderson, another director, guy directed The Willie Blood and Inherent Vice and all this, and he, uh, Inherent Vice is the movie. They, 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 the one night they were, they showed her movies in their film room for like three days on cocaine and after that she's like, never again. That was the most insufferable, overly coke experience of my life and I'm like, that sounded like my dream. Just yeah, watching this actress's movies, just watching them. No, no, he was no like not her movies. They were they invited uh, her over and were like, "Let me give you, <laughs> I'll show you some movies." And just like did mountains of coke and made her with her, made her watch all these movies. And by the end of it, she was like, "Not again." That's that's not okay, a, yeah, because the the come downs apparently from cocaine can be very unpleasant. Oh yeah, I've heard the same thing from sources <clears throat> that I wouldn't. Let me cover yours. Not disclose. Yeah, you don't have to <laughs> I played the fifth of Jack. Oh, I know what you do. You have no idea what I do. You can't even fathom what I do. I beat your ass. You will do no such thing. Quit quit showing off for the mic. All right, baby dick. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. You're a fucking bitch. Moving on. I mean, what's... You know... Where do you see this going, John? Like, what's your... What's your end goal? Maybe not. I I just do it because... I do it right now. It's fun. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, that, it's, that's I, my end goal is this forever. Like, like I was thinking about, like, you know, I, I, going back to school this semester to finish up my legal degree. But I have no. Once I get that degree, I'm not going to law school. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to sell cars or something like that. I just I want to make enough money doing like nine to five so that I can come and do this shit every night forever. I don't care. That's it. Yeah, just do. Just get every night. This is it. Get a shower sign. I don't, I don't yeah. care. That that's the end of my goal is to just do con- like I, I like the careers of um, David Tell and uh, Joey Diaz specifically because I love Diaz said something that I was profound and he goes, "There's not an accurate representation of my stand up in the media." The special I did, I didn't really care for. The Netflix special was all right. My one hour, I was, you know, was trying to be so. If you want to know who Joey Diaz is, you listen to my podcast. You come out to see me at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. You get the, you pay the ten dollar ticket. You get the fucking show. You get to meet me afterwards, and that's what it's going to be. And that I think is the zenith that I could aspire to. That's, yeah. It was beyond that. Yeah, he, he did, did a special the degenerates, right? And it was like, uh, mm-hmm. it was like cut between like four, like three or four comics. That's right. Everyone did like twenty something like that. That's exactly right. Now yeah. watch Joe like. Joey's, I think, he seems more relaxed on the podcast, telling stories and shit. Well, he said he goes... I think on stage he gets nervous. He still, like, gets nervous. Like, there's, like, a nervousness there. Well, he, he said... I'll write it again. He said later, he goes, I was trying to be... Net- when I wrote the material, I was trying to be Netflix version of Joey Diaz. I was trying... He was trying to be, you know, the Uncle Joey. Like, no, that's not who he is. He's, he's a, like, it's your Uncle Joey. Like, he's, he's a, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a show, put your dick in your hands, an abacus <laughs> kind of guy. You know, like, he, he, you know, you can't exactly translate that from Netflix, and that's... I think the beauty of like the beauty of a lot of art is that it's not it doesn't have to be for everyone. It's not supposed to be for everyone. Yeah, art is just it's there. If you get a niche crowd that like the like that's why I like a lot of really you know, I make a lot of references to like Woody Allen and you know, and, and Jack Nicholson and shit. You know, like, yeah, Jack Nicholson's you know, the best. And, and if it's not so much, I know no one knows who those people are, but it's for the one person who does. That's yeah. like oh, it's still like me and this guy. Jack Nicholson's just uh, my favorite movie of his is probably uh, What Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, that's my sure. favorite Jack. Like he, the character in that is just like 
timeless. It's just like everyone crushed it in that movie. I think it won all the awards. It did. It did. Best director, it, best it, actor, Jean actress. Louise, Brett Fletcher. Yeah, they all. It was Danny DeVito's first. Uh, Danny DeVito is in that. Yeah, it's yeah. just. That's my favorite. Um, Laura, who's his wife? Whatever her name is. I, she's very famous. She's just as famous Laura as Laura Flynn. No, she's, she's, she's got that, whatever her name is. Rhea Perlman. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you, my own mind. Uh, Rhea Perlman, they were married for years. They're, they're a famous sort of power couple. And the first time she met him, he was doing this show where he was just playing this, like, greasy, you know, Danny DeVito character. And yeah. But he was very young. And he starts the stage, the show, by standing on the edge of the stage and just honking loogies in the audience. <laughs> That's how it starts. And that was the first time she ever saw him. And, and someone comes over and goes, What are you doing there? And he goes, And Danny DeVito's character goes, I'm spitting on the swans. <laughs> and she's saying, He goes, And that's the moment I fell in love with him. Whatever that says about me. There you go. It's all about. I'm, I'm trying, like Jack, Jack Nicholson, like, yeah. Like him in The Departed was great. At times it's like, you th- like the Joker legend. That like guys could like overact a little bit, but still there. It's just like you're like this is the man. Like just there's like a scene in the part where he takes coke and he like throws. It yeah, I love that. That's why I was like, like, we were thinking like of the same scene. Yeah, he's just take coke. He's like dive on it. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I would do the exact same thing if I had that level of money. Like I hope Lemon's prepared to to just start. Like I'm I'm gonna make you do cocaine just because I have enough money to afford cocaine. <laughs> You want me to sell feet picks for cocaine money? Please, I need the money. I can use three grand real bad, folks. Yeah, you got feet. You want to buy feet picks for three grand? They're really good feet, dude. I promise. <laughs> Listeners, please, I beg of you. This was a good one. There were some, especially like those early uh, '70s movies with uh, Jack Nicholson, like Five Easy Pieces, stuff like that. Stuff that's different. That's, yeah, that's, it's, it's a it's a deep cut. Yeah, that's a real because he's like an oil. He works on an oil rig. But, like, really, he grew up in, like, um, wealth and privilege. And he was, like, a piano. A prodigy. Like, yeah. But then, like, he left that life for some reason. Like, he wanted, like, he had, like, a hot, like, waitress girlfriend. He'd just come home, like, shut up. He just, like, he would always Watching those two interact was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> he, he, like, he hated her. His bad girlfriend. Yeah. And, and but she still was like, I don't care. Uh, what if she said, I, she, uh, he says, I want, I, I want you to hold the chicken, too. Oh, uh, that was You want me to hold, hold the it. chicken? I want you to hold it between your knees. <laughs> yeah. I want you to hold it between your knees. Everybody liked it. And then he goes, I think, what does he do? He puts his sunglasses on. He's just like, see this sign? He clears the table and just walks out of there. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that, I think that whole movie could be distilled down to that scene. I, I'm, I'm not sure how Last little. Detail, it's another one. The last detail. That's the last detail. Right. It's, I think they're like guys in the Navy and they're... Oh, yeah, yes, with the mustache. Yeah. I saw that when he's I was like, way too like, young. You know, they're just going to bars and going to like... Dude, isn't there a fat guy? hookers and shit. Yeah, it's just a guy movie. Isn't there like, a fat guy that like... They're like, I'm not going to hurt you, sweetheart. I remember that. I watched that with my dad when I was just like up late watching movies. Yeah, I was like he. I'm pretty sure didn't think I remembered what the movie would be. like. I, like he didn't think I could understand it. And I just remember just this like chubby actor being like, "It's okay, sweetheart. I'm not gonna hurt you." To this Asian hooker, I'm like, "Oh man, this is a weird ass movie that I'm watching." <laughs> so that the other movie I think of when I think of like watching movies like with your parents at night, like Waterworld. 
with Kevin Costner. That movie was so bad. I remember watching that movie, and I think I read it was the most expensive movie at the time. It was. They made it, and it's like, yeah, all this, just for it to suck that bad. And Kevin Costner was, like, the man. I don't even... Kevin Costner was... Past tense, yeah, you put that right Still back. Still, like, he's a huge draw. Like, his, I think no. I'll be honest. Kevin Costner was never the man. Kevin Costner's agent. <laughs> Kevin Costner's agent was the man because that's a man who consistently gave sh- kind of medium performances in amazing movies. Every movie he's in, he's kind of like the worst part. Like he's, he's sort of like a relate. He's like a relatable like every like that. Yes, yeah, but he but he's like a the Untouchables kind of country, but not really. Yeah, yeah, he's nowhere. He's 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 like he's he's, he's everything and nothing. He's he's Schrodinger's actor. Yeah, uh, I, I like him. suck a dick. I like no, 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 no. <laughs> I like I like him a lot as a person. I think, but I feel like the roles he his like I'll never forgive him for JFK because that movie deserved a big. Al Pacino's speech at the end, you know? And he gave that weak sauce, like, we are a country of hamlets, more than our lost father figure, with his bullshit accent, like, there was no bad, you know, it was just a lot of nonsense. There's just, like, a look when you see, like, a mo- good monologue being delivered or just something where it's, like, you're, like, it's, this is exciting, you know what I mean? Like, it's Al Pacino, like, Central lays woman. that out. Central woman and Pacino. You know, Al Pacino. Uh, Jack Nicholson will lay that out, but it's, like, Anything he does, there's like that smirk. Get you going. It gets you going. Know, like, going. That's <laughs> that's what uh, Alec Baldwin does in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I I, I showed that to another one. I should have learned. Like, I'm gonna need to watch it. Whatever yeah. reason, it that it was a play by David Mamet. Alec Baldwin was not in it at all. The, the the character he played not in the original play, but David Mamet met Alec Baldwin and then wrote that part for him. And it's, it, he's on screen for five minutes. He comes in, just verbally abuses these salesmen. And then leaves, and you never see him again. And it's just, it's the perfect Alec Baldwin role. Yeah, I've seen that like a couple of times. Just like that scene, that specific scene, like the sales scene, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, coffees for closers only. Yeah. <laughs> how true, like, would you say, since you're in the selling car business now, how true would you say that spoke to well, you so I, far? I, well, I'm, I'm trying to get into it. I, you know, if anyone, anyone, anyone looking to hire a car salesman in the Pittsburgh area, John Trafficanti is at your service. But, uh, and I can't fucking pass a drug test to save my life, though, so it's kind of hard. <laughs> That's is there, like, is it, do you have to get, like, certified? Is there, like, a test you have to take or something? Half the, t- it's 50-50. It, In some corners? Uh, yeah, and then others are like, nah, just I've been going on a lot of interviews, and I, I, I'm i six out of, you know, I'm, I'm 60-40 in my favor. Because you either run into places that are very regimented, they're like, we don't want you, we're, we're looking for seasoned people, which is fair, and we're also looking for people that are very hard work, you know, then you got the people, the other places that run like Wolf of Wall Street, like, there are a handful of dealerships where, where I, like, they, the one I remember, the owner, first of all, didn't tell me he was the owner, he showed up to the interview, he was like, this is the general manager, this is the, the, um, the other general manager, and then halfway through, he, the other general manager, excuse me, <clears throat> and he goes, uh, halfway through, he's like, yeah, I'm the fucking owner, yeah, yeah, I, I don't tell people I'm the owner, because I don't want people to give me shit. So basically, we need people. We want someone who's not afraid to call up these customers and sell them these fucking cars. I don't give a shit. Like he, <laughs> he, he switched. He turned. He switched the the uh, the flip real. Flip the switch real quick. And uh, so so he, that and that's what I'm looking for. Like I'm, I, it's it's half. I have, you know I asked the question, what's the one thing you look for in your salesman you like? And he got two people out of, out of five have said personality. It, 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 
The thing is, is that I guess it's like a likability, like a swag. It's like a swagger too. Well, there's a thing. No one's nowadays. Everyone does the research at home. It's not so much about how much bells and whistles you can show or how many specs you know. They they want someone who's going to be friendly to them. It's not going to be a dick to them. It's not necessarily you know almost going to trick you. They 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 want to the old saying I've been hearing a lot is they want a friend first and then they'll buy a car off you. And they they will do things. People will do things in sales situations to. Keep your your friendship with them against their financial decisions, and that's kind of that kind of gets my dick hard. <laughs> that's that's why that's why I want to become a salesman. But that, you know, I'm still it, it's just hard. It's the the one roadblock I've, I've run into is I got a DUI when I was fucking eighteen, so that fucks up my driving record a little bit. But that should be. Fixed. You know, okay, apparently if you try to sleep one off in your car in Pennsylvania, you're still you still have a DUI. So yeah, moral of the story is do the fucking do the right thing, folks. Chance at home. Those pigs can't catch everyone. So I drive safe, turn on the Springsteen, get the AC going. <laughs> get the, you can make it. Fuck them. Darkness on the edge of town. Yeah, yeah. Get some. Mood, get, get a mood going. That's right. Stuff. Yeah. Fuck it. You'll get home safe. You'll be snoozing your vehicle like yeah. It's a good thing I drove home drunk. That's right. Johnny T told you. That's how you know it's a fact. Alright, I think that's the closer. I think that's, that's yeah. That's that's the endorsement right Drive there. Drive drunk, okay. That's oh yeah, no, fuck it. To be yeah. selfish. Fuck it. We all we're on this earth once. That's 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 my last word. I'm gonna die after this, that's gonna be the last thing that I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make the world a worse place, but fuck it. Alright, that's Johnny T. Hey, pleasure, Stoops. Thank you yeah. very much. Be awesome. Nice. Appreciate it. Johnny T feet lemon. Featuring my girlfriend Lemon, just smirking at my jokes the entire time, just deciding never to fuck me again with everything I say. It's a good, it's a good comeback. <laughs> she got some zone. Got some more. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys, for coming. Oh, uh, thanks for having us, yeah. Thanks for listening. Cool.